You're with Ayanda Ali Payne. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. And so just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Woo. Doesn't it make you just want to get up and clap your hands? 13 minutes after 2, you're listening to Life Happens on SAFM, where we mostly remember Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. for the march in Washington back in 1963, uh, where he delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech. But my absolute all-time favorite speech of his um, was the last, the last speech that he made. And that's the clip that we just listened to a moment ago. Listen to these words. He says, we've got some difficult days ahead. He told an overflowing crowd in Memphis, Tennessee on the 3rd of April in 1968. Uh, that's when uh, the city sanitation workers were striking. Um, but we really, it really doesn't matter now, he adds, because I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land, he continues. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we, as a people, will get to the promised land. Well, of course, we know that less than 24 hours after those prophetic words, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And it's on this day, back in 1968, that we lost an icon 
who not only advanced civil rights through nonviolent methods, but moved millions as a captivating orator. I mean, you listen to the way that he spoke, his rich use of language, peppered with, I suppose, imagery from the Bible and theology, but also his deliverance, right? It had so much gravitas, so much authority. I mean, I don't know, it sends chills down my spine. And so today we decided not only to remember the man, but perhaps even learn from him and uh, maybe see how we ourselves will be able to deliver speeches. You know that you'll be called upon to say a few words, whether it's at a wedding um, or at, uh, you know, the end of year staff function at work. um, Or maybe you're the, I don't know, you're that aunt who's uh, going to be the chief uh, lobola negotiator, goopy goopy. But we use language all the time for different reasons and, uh, you know, for different objectives. And so how can we tap into our own gifts of speaking and make the best of it to reach our goals? Our studio guest today is Papano. Uh, she is a researcher and writer who is going to give us some tips on how to win the hearts and the minds of those who are listening to us uh, through the spoken words. Now, she holds uh, a degree in the Bachelor of Arts Communication Science. For over 17 years, her career focus and experience has been in community development, in research and in policy development. Papano, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm hoping you're going to fix us. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> okay, so now a lot of people say, you know, you're either born with the gift or the ability to speak or you're not. Is it a case of nature uh, or nurture? Can you learn to be a good speaker? Well, you, you can learn. Um, one of the things that I also do, I am a speechwriter. And I personally find that I'm good at writing more than I'm good at speaking. And throughout the years, I've tried uh, to ensure that, you know, I craft, because uh, speaking also is a craft. Um, but over and above that, there are different stages, obviously, of speaking. Um, there's, you know, your political, sp- uh, you know, uh, political speeches, other speeches and so forth, which can be very soft. Um, but at times, um, and in many instances, uh, especially with um, political speeches or persuasive speeches, just like um, the one that we just listened to now, um, the idea is to persuade, to influence, and perhaps to change behavior. So um, a couple of years ago, I actually listened to um, one of the advisors and uh, speechwriters uh, for the late Dr. Martin Luther King, and that he explained that he wrote some parts of this actual speech, uh, but then... Um, uh, you know, uh, Mr. King just just took over. He became the priest that he is. And one of the things as well is that, for example, uh, you find that with those who are used to speaking, it would at times come naturally. So it's nature, it's nature, and it's many other things. But um, for some of us who are not uh, good orators, you have to learn your craft. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's interesting that you spoke about writing a speech for a politician, etc., etc. I, I find that sometimes the rhetoric for politicians can be a little bit problematic. I mean, is it always necessary to be long-winded instead of saying it's 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 raining outside? You know, they will say there is some precipitation and condensation and this will lead to evaporation or whatever the case may be. And you're just like, dude, can you just say it's raining outside? So maybe speak to us about 
use of language is keeping it simple always the best thing to to do or you have to use these big words in order to show everybody that you're you're learned and impressive well obviously it depends on the audience but with you know normally with political writing it has to be simple it always has to be simple because the audience has to receive what you're saying on time and in a way they have to believe what you're saying the challenge here is that you have many politicians many politicians some of them I've worked with them i don't think they're natural speakers and you know the advice that one would normally give is that go for training go for speech therapy because it's 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 very difficult when you know you get into political office and you're expected to speak because the idea is to sell it's to sell yourself it's to sell your political party and at times it becomes um uh, very difficult but however you've got uh, natural orators your Barack Obama of this world Julius Malema is another example mm. that that comes mm-hmm. in, in into mind and you also have uh, the former president uh, Thabo Mbeki he would just he would just speak and he would speak with simplicity at times uh, you know he would use these big words but the message that he would convey as a listener you know it it, it would always leave something inside of you mm. so it's it's it, it, it mainly depends but within the political space as as i said i don't think at times you know what i will call principles they take themselves seriously and they understand the power of communication not only uh, 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 with um, giving a speech by the way communication is in its entirety you find that in politics communication is not taken seriously it's an afterthought that comes in late so it's 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 just a craft uh, i mean if you look at the united states and britain and other countries um you know pr uh, agents um speech writers political strategists they sit you know with key principles and in the country it's you know as 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 i'm saying you know you are just an afterthought mm. i think that's why also anybody who they're just thinking losing a mega group they just say i'm lasela who comes you know put this one in communication but but let's speak about the the speech you know in in its entirety so is the content more important than the delivery because sometimes you'll find a great speech on paper but the person who's reading it either maybe hasn't practiced or doesn't believe it or maybe puts emphasis on the wrong syllable and it just like the delivery lacks that that oomph that punch okay well i think it depends well, if if normally if you're a speech writer you you write you know for your principal you must put yourself in their shoes um either in content and delivery so whatever you are putting you know through it it must be able to um you know come out very strongly however i mean uh, let, let me just take um the, the the former president um president jacob zuma i think his speech writer you know there was really a mismatch uh and you know perhaps they did not communicate or because in many instances when the president would speak outside of the papers he would do so well but when he was given a speech he would always be out of tune he would always um you know in in terms of the numbers he would always confuse the numbers so it it becomes uh, you know a little bit difficult but if if you work with your principal you always have to be in tune with them you always have to because it's it's not even about them it's about yourself you're writing the speech it's a draft they have to perfect the draft because you have to give uh, the draft to them so that they can give inputs add whatever they are adding but at the end of the day 
you must be able to change behavior. So the content is important, but how you convey, how, how you speak to your, uh, your audience, mm. it's very important as well. So you must always read your audience. Mm. And the length of the speech, I mean, typically, how long should a speech be? Well, um, obviously, it depends on the words and the time that um, you have been given. Um, you find that, for example, if you've been given 15 minutes, the speech itself and the words, uh, they will be according to the time that you've been, you know, not according, but, you know, you would speak according to the time that you've, that you've been given. Because the other thing is you don't want to bore your audience. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to bore your audience with big words, with unnecessary words. So you must always catch, you know, uh, the, 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 the language itself and the content and the context uh, must speak to your audience. So as, you know, as a speechwriter, because you find other politicians, they do write for themselves. Mm. Um, so... It could be around 2,000 words. It could be more. It could Others, it's 24,000 words. So it really does depend on the audience Ooh. itself. Imagine if you have to give a speech. Uh, it's, uh, it's a budget speech. So the budget speech itself, there's a time frame. There are many issues that you have to tap into. Mm. Uh, speech by the president, uh, you know, or the state premier. The nation yeah, the rest. state, yes. Oh, so you have, yes, you have to look at some of those factors because the idea is, you know, to speak about everything at the same time. But ultimately, do not confuse your audience. Just sell, market, whatever you're trying uh, mm-hmm. to, to tell your audience. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if, you know, you shouldn't leave us wanting more instead of leaving us thinking, yo, ipela nini. You know, because sometimes it goes on and on and on. But I think you're right. It depends on the uh, on the occasion, and one should have a sense of of occasion and the pace. Does it does it does it matter if you're quick paced and you know you're fast, or if you're dragging and slow and there's a thing forever? What uh, you know? How should one uh, navigate that space? How quickly or slowly should you speak? Well, in terms of pace, it's it's the normal language that you know. Um, conversation that you would have on a daily basis you cannot be too fast you cannot be too slow it's either when you're uh, when you're too fast your audience is not going to hear what you're saying if you're too slow you're going to bore your audience so it must be uh, you, you know you must be able to pace uh, whatever you are saying and you know if for example take julius julius is always on par i mean he always he's always on point uh, in terms of his audience, in terms of reaching out mm-hmm. to his audience, he's always on point. When he speaks to the poorest of the poor, you know, the, 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 the rhetoric changes. When he speaks uh, to your middle class, when he speaks to professionals, so he's able to balance mm-hmm. in many instances. So you need that type of person. That's why I, I, I was saying that sometimes it's, it's nature that you find someone who can just speak so eloquently, no matter the audience. Because you find that whoever is speaking at times, you know, the audience will deal with them. Mm. Let's say an ordinary politician um, who is sent, for example, to an academic institution yeah. where they're supposed to speak uh, to scholars. At times, what is being said, what is being conveyed, the manner in which is being conve- uh, conveyed, it might not be construed. In fact, it might be construed differently. And whatever uh, the person is trying to say, you know, they might just mm. say, you know, whatever this person is saying, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. So you have to deal with all those factors. But if you are a natural orator, it just comes easily because even if the audience is at times quite hostile, you know, you're able to just breeze through. 
So I suppose that's why it's important if you are invited to to say something somewhere, to ask things like who's going to be in the audience, how many people are there, so that you can gauge, you know, how to tweak your speech a little bit, right? No, it's 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 important. But the other thing is, um, if if you listen to um, the speechwriter of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, mm. what he said was that there was a speech which was already written, but um, seven after a couple of words, he decided to just go with the flow. He just decided to speak out of um, the heart. So it's important to ask. It's very important. Mm. But you must always, if if you're going to speak, if speaking is your trade. Ensure that you're always standing by the mirror. You're always speaking, you know. Uh, so it's, it's, it's quite important to also, you know, train your mind. Uh, because, you know, for, for other people like myself, because I like to use myself as an example, mm. I speak very fast. And at times I lose my, you know, my train of, of thought. So I always ensure that I have a person who trains me. Uh, because I also go to other avenues where I have to speak. So it's something that you have to continuously uh, learn and fine-tune. Before you give us the tips, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you touched on one's ability to just adjust and to be flexible and read your audience because um, I read somewhere that um, in order for us to have this I have a dream speech, uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., because there was in the audience or really close to him, Mahalia Jackson, you know, mm-hmm. the artist, who then said, tell them about the dream, tell them about the dream. And then he included that he was quick, you know, he was adaptable. Um, you speak about Julius and it's quite important. One thing that I, I enjoy about him, and it speaks to what you just said now, is that he can read his audience. When he used the analogy of Casey and Jojo, you know, at one time, and I can't even remember what he was saying. He was like, you think, yeah, this is Casey and Jojo. I was like, oh yes, see, I understand about Casey and Jojo. You're speaking to us, so that's mm-hmm. important. But what are the very quick um, do's and don'ts? Some of the common things that you see that people should stop doing and, and, and some things that we should start doing just as a tip going forward if i have a speech on saturday at least i can polish it up okay um as you had indicated uh, just try to get an indication of what you're going to talk about and um, the audience is is very important um also the number of words the length of um your speech uh also a little bit of humor always helps mm-hmm. you know just just to break um the ice uh, but um, over and above that, just be confident in your speech. Just ensure that the speech actually speaks to you. But over and above that, you know, believe in your speech because when you believe in your speech, it will just exude. You know, it will just mm. it will just come out. If you are not in tune with your speech, it's 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 it, it, it you know it's going to show. It's it's likely going to show in terms of your voice, in terms of what you are conveying. So um, the tone. Uh, how you you know you how you speak the audience that you are going to speak to so a little bit of research yeah. is very important because you know when it comes to uh, speaking which is part of communication at times we don't take it very seriously you just go to your audience you go and speak and you really make mm. a fool of yourself so you must be able to prepare preparation preparation and preparation it's very important I love it I love it we've got about a minute to go now very quickly would you advise people to have a quote maybe or to stick to a theme perhaps or to use repetition to really drive the point home well it it, 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 it really depends uh, again on the audience 
itself. Um, if you want to drive a particular message, uh, for example, if um, you are in an election mood, uh, you then identify a problem, you come with a solution. Mm. You know, uh, if you are in a wedding, obviously, uh, the idea is to, you know, bring joy, mm. uh, bring blessings. So it, 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 it will depend on the particular uh, event. But yeah. at, at all times, uh, try to persuade, try to change behavior and just, you know, try to ensure that whatever you're saying, your audience are actually going to believe it. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Papano Pache, I really, really appreciated this conversation. Ooh, Lisanda Batong. Lisanda, maybe we'll help you next time. Very quickly saying on Twitter there that speaking is a gift, a gift I do not possess. Even Ugushela is still an issue for me. Hey, Lysander, maybe we'll have uh, Papano come in and just give us the 101 of Ushela or how to approach uh, a member of the opposite sex and propose a relationship. And very quickly on the WhatsApp line, we have a message here that reads, and I quote, I am a speechwriter too. The bottom line is to let people listen as much as possible. But if it's boring, they will sleep.